Welcome to Stories Jesus Told, a podcast of Trinity Lutheran Church in Fresh Dot, Wisconsin. Here is Trinity's Rick Adams and Pastor Carl Landbauer. Hello again, everybody. Rick Adams here, Director of Discipleship at Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt with Pastor Carl Landbauer. Great to be back with you again. It is Tuesday, June 13th, and we're so delighted to have you uh, with us again as we share scripture with one another across the table. And uh, today, our text, we have a single verse that we're focusing on. It's from Psalm 119, the longest psalm and also the longest chapter in the entire Bible, verse 176. Yeah, only chapter in the Bible that could get to anywhere near number 176. <laughs> but yeah, that's the, that's the verse today. So uh, we'll read the verse, and then I'm sure we'll circle back to that context of it a little bit. But, but uh, on that theme of... Seeking the lost, like we saw in our parable on Sunday and then encountered again yesterday with Zacchaeus. Psalm 119 ends with these words. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. Seek your servant. You know, it kind of reminds me of last week's parable of the sower. How we talked about the soil being passive. Mm. And and here you kind of get that same sense where uh, the psalmist has to ask to be sought for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, that's true humility. We're yeah. not even pretending that we can make that first step. Yeah. And and honestly, it's just a beautiful place to end this psalm because this is one of the more confident psalms in the Bible, where there's a lot of language of. It's it's a love song to God's word is what the the thing is as a whole. But there's places in it where the psalmist comes across uh, with just a great deal of almost uh, well an unLutheran confidence in how I've lived out the law and kept the law and loved the law and delighted in the law and all of those things. And it, you, when you read through all those verses after a while, you start to feel like, well, this is this. I don't know if this psalm is for me because that doesn't seem to be who I am. And you get to the end and you realize. To whatever extent those things are true, it is true by grace. I am still a lost sheep. I'm still one in need of saving. And it's still appropriate for me to, uh, have, to, to love the word of God the way the psalmist does, whilst also needing to be pursued and saved by my Lord. Yeah, yeah. And it harkens a little bit to yesterday's scripture on Zacchaeus, in that it was Jesus that picked him out of, you know, come down out of that tree. Zacchaeus did not shout out to Jesus Mm. saying, hey, you know, Mm -hmm. come on over to my house. (laughs) Everything was 180 degrees the other way. But I want to, you know, that that whole idea of of seeking, where in this text, seek your servant. Sometimes even sheep who maybe aren't lost, I know it does say here, I have strayed like a lost sheep. Sometimes we just we need our servant, our, our shepherd, to come and pick us up. Mm. And uh, I, I always think about like when my children were little, they weren't lost, but they still needed my presence. They needed to be picked up and held and reassured of my presence there with them. And I kind of I, I'm certain that there are a lot of people listening to this podcast right now who would say with all sincerity to the Lord, seek your servant, seek me right now. Mm -hmm. In this moment, 
with everything that I've got going on in my life. I'm feeling frightened. I'm feeling lost. I'm feeling frustrated. Mm-hmm. Seek your servant. Yeah. Yeah. To, to be lost, I, I don't necessarily... We use that language to mean uh, an unbeliever, right? I'm lost. I'm an unbeliever. I need Jesus to come and work salvation in me. Um, but but I don't think that's what it's applying to here. It is that 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 more minor sense of being lost, I guess, where I still have faith in Jesus, enough faith to cry out to him and to say, come and seek me. Right. But I'm going astray. And as I go astray, I can't help myself. I still need Jesus to come and be the one who turns me around and shows me what direction I, I should be moving in and gets me back to green pastures and still waters, to borrow from another familiar psalm. Yep. And uh, I need my shepherd. because, And I will need my shepherd my entire life. That's never going to change. Yeah. It's this final verse is preceded by a series of requests by the psalmist. Is this a psalm of David? I think David gets credit for it. Yeah. Okay. All right. But if you just tick back a few verses to like 171, you have in the in in the NIV, "May my lips overflow with praise." Or actually, even before that, let my cry come before you. May my lips overflow with praise. May your hand be ready to help me. Let me live that I may praise you. And then finally in that last verse, seek your servant. The thing that all of those requests have in common is we can't do any of those things without the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so it, yes. it, it's kind of like a circular reasoning here, but we need God in order to seek him. Yeah, this psalm is a good. It's a, it's it's a good reflection on that reality, that ultimately a right relationship with God has God on both sides of it. It is it is God the Father, God the Spirit, and and your Savior Jesus as the mediary between, in right relationship with each other, and using my body, my mind, my in bringing my spirit into that communion they have with each other. But God is the one who's who's in this relationship, which is why you can have uh, words like a little bit earlier uh, in the psalm, um, things like, um, your law is my delight. I can't say that honestly too much of the time, Mm -hmm. but God's spirit can always say that. And God's spirit can say it with my lips and can work it in my heart and will work it in my heart for all of eternity. God is on both sides of that relationship. And that's, that's why Christianity, that's what sets Christianity so far apart from the religions of the world because in other religions, it's you're getting your relationship right with God. But God is trying to give us a right relationship yeah. with him where he has already worked that adoration for him, that love for him and love for neighbor and that righteousness in us and gives it to us and then pours his spirit into us so we can actually glimpse it, taste it, live it out in muted ways as sinners in this world, but in profound ways. And, and whenever... When you're in scripture and you just you're immersed in it, you just have those moments where you're where it's it's real, it's true, it's right, mm-hmm. and you can say with 100% sincerity, I delight in this, I delight mm-hmm. in your word. Mm-hmm. And when you think about what eternal life is going to be, where that's just going to be your constant mm-hmm. emotion, if you want to call it that, it's mm-hmm. going to be your constant reality. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, yeah. 
to love the Lord your God, heart, soul, mind, and strength, every moment of every day without interruption, so much so that you don't even know that you're doing it. Right. You know, to just, yeah. and this, when I grew up, this is kind of a side trip, but when I grew up and, and I heard people describe heaven and it sounded like the eternal church service, yeah. that wasn't real appealing no. to me, no. right? That wasn't helpful. No, but <laughs> but the worship aspect of it is there. It's just that worship is, it, it's yeah. who you are. Right. So, that, so of course it's without interruption because there's never a moment when you don't adore your creator because you're in right relationship and there's no sin left to undermine that. And in the same vein, there's never a moment when you don't love your neighbor as yourself because yeah. you've been made righteous and holy. And uh, that's going to be incredible. So let's move into our repent request, rejoice, repent request, mm-hmm. and think about this text from the standpoint of rejoicing. What do we have to rejoice about when we reflect on the fact that we as lost sheep cry out, seek your servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because where we, where we actually went in conversation ended up being about how great it is to be found yeah. <laughs> instead, of, instead of the lostness here. Mm-hmm. But that, um, and that is something to rejoice in, right? That we are not consigned to being lost sheep, but the Lord Jesus did seek and save and reconcile us to the Father and um, give us this word that not only speaks to us, but also will be fulfilled in us and through us for all of eternity. That's um, just incredible. So can certainly rejoice uh, in that. Yeah, David certainly could not have written these words if he wasn't certain of the loving shepherd who was on the other end of them, hearing them. Yeah. That's where the beauty comes. Yeah. I think I also uh, would just rejoice in the ability to pray a prayer like this and know that you know, not only did God go and find me to begin with, to bring me to faith, but he continues to shepherd me and continues to be one to whom I can cry out and say, seek me. It's not like, well, I already I did the hard part now. Can you just kind of <laughs> keep afloat here? Right. But no, instead he continues to shepherd. And I, that's, that's a beautiful thing to rejoice in because I need it. Yes. And certainly when we think about what we need to repent of here, um, I think sometimes we always, I tend to see God sometimes as a last go-to. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exhaust all of my own ways of coping and finding that peace that is so elusive. And then if none of those things work out, then I'll cry out to the shepherd, seek Seek me, find me. Mm-hmm. So I need to repent of just not immediately going to the one, the only one who can truly meet my needs. Yeah. Yeah. What's triggered in my mind as I think about uh, this verse in the context of this psalm, uh, where so much of this psalm is, like I said, it's humbling. It, 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 it's hard to feel like these words fit. Um, just looking back earlier on the page, and I love your commandments above gold, above fine gold, and um, I, I consider all your precepts to be right. I hate every false way. And, mm-hmm. and the psalmist, by the time you get to the end of this psalm and you've spoken these words, I think this is the, the only logical conclusion is, oh, whoa, I don't live up to this. Yeah. I've gone astray. And I guess the repentance, the call to repentance, as I reflect on that, is, uh, boy, have I lowered the standard to something so much less than what righteousness actually looks like. And I'm, I think I'm fine when I'm actually straying so much of the time and haven't 
you know, I, I define sin as breaking the command of God, but I think nothing of all the commands I'm not actively living out, like loving the Lord my God or loving my neighbor as myself. Mm-hmm. And I need to, to repent of being okay with being lost, uh, with, with not seeking God to make those things right in a reality in me. Yeah. I'm just wondering how many of our listeners, and again, I'm guessing it's more than a few, who are sought out by, by other people. Who, maybe they're a person of influence in their life. And uh, this is, I'm kind of leading to my, my request point that we can redirect people to their shepherd. We can redirect them to, as they are lost sheep, to the God who saves. And um, because I feel like as we look at these final verses in the final verse of Psalm 119, um, these can be words that God speaks through us to to other people. Who you know they're they're searching, they're uh, grasping mm-hmm. and for anything that they can hold on to, mm-hmm. and these words kind of speak truth to that situation that we we can be God's instrument in the seeking yeah 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 and uh, I think um, helpful to remember because that gets intimidating because we think it's us Mm -hmm. it's helpful Mm -hmm. to remember it's God doing the seeking right Jesus hasn't stopped seeking and saving the lost it's just now he uses our lips our bodies our minds our study of the scriptures he uses all of that as instruments in that work of of reaching out and since it's his work that's certainly the the place to go in the requesting to request uh, on behalf of those whom whom we know and love and to request that we would be his instruments uh, in that work too. I think this verse and those preceding verses to close out this psalm would be great verses to share with somebody who comes to you, who looks to you as a, as a source of, of guidance and discernment in navigating this this life, this world that we live in. I, I guess my encouragement would be to meditate deeply on these words in the days ahead and use them in your own life and mm. and steer other people towards them as well. Are you are you picturing that in the context of like you know well, you're you're a Christian and I'm I'm not sure and you can say well I have strayed like a lost sheep. Perhaps I, yeah. I have needed the salvation. We all need this. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Don't look to me as the example of perfection. Right. But I can point you to somebody who is. Yeah, yeah. A great phrase that I picked up from another pastor is, uh, Christians are not good people. They are repentant people. Yeah. That is what sets us apart. And mm-hmm. when people look at us and they see good people, uh, it's actually off-putting. It's a barrier. It's the, the strain and the challenges that people need to see that opens the door sometimes for real conversation. Yeah. Well, a lot of conversation over one verse. (laughs) But uh, believe it or not, our time is up. And so uh, I want to thank you again for joining us and continuing this journey that we're taking through the parables. And we invite you to come back again tomorrow as we look at another text under that umbrella of Jesus coming to seek and to save the lost. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.